0: following idea may come off as a little bit harsh and perhaps a bit alarming, but as sorry and really not so sorry as I am to be the one to break the news to you, the Torah does not need you. And I'll just say it one more time just so it's clear, the Torah does not need you. And this idea is supported by several sources in our parsha this week, Parshas Chirma, and in also one source for Chodesh Adar, which I'll share with you to think about. But in the Mishkan, Hashem commanded that the B'nai Israel build an aron HaKodesh. And similarly to some of the other kelim in the Mishkan, the aron was made with rings so that poles can be inserted inside. And although it seems that the purpose of the poles was for carriage or carrying, while this can be said for the mizbechos and the shulchan, it seems that when it came to the aron kodesh, the poles served an entirely different purpose. After all, it was only in regards to the aron kodesh that there was a prohibition to remove the poles. The poles of all the other kelim can be removed, not so for the aron. The Gemara and Sota fascinatingly tells us that it was not the people, not the carriers or the bearers of the Aaron that lifted up the Aaron, but on the contrary, vice versa, it was the Aaron that lifted and carried and elevated its own carriers, its bearers. What this tells us is that the Aaron did not need its carriers, but the carriers needed the Aaron. And this idea that the Torah does not need us is supported by another unfortunate event that took place with Uza, who died in the Navi, an attempt to support the Aron. The Navi tells us that the Aron was placed on a wagon which is already strange because the Aron apparently didn't need to be carried and yet it was placed on a wagon. And when the wagon shook and the Aron seemed as though it was about to fall, Uzzah reaches out because he wants to spare, to support, to save, to rescue the Aron. And he dies on the spot. Because apparently... No, the Aaron, the Torah, did not need him. Now let's look at just the construction of the Mishkan. What did the Mishkan come from? You'll notice that in the beginning of Parashat's Truma, Hashem doesn't immediately disclose what the purpose of the Truma is, the donation. What are they collecting for? Hashem just says, take from me a Truma. And then only later does he explain, mikdash v'shechanti you'll make for me a mikdash. Why? And what, in fact, is the donation made from? Hashem says it plainly. Each person whose heart motivates him, if you want it, if you want to get Hashem's presence in, if you want to be able to have Hashem among you, your heart has to motivate you if you want to be a part of it. And then, once you've set your heart to it and you've made the donation, then, you do your part and then Hashem will dwell among you. But once again, Hashem does not need us. His Torah does not need us. And this was also another unfortunate case when it came to the Nisim. Chazal tell us, and you find this in Rashi and Parshish Vayakhel, that the Nisim, they're spelt deficiently with a missing letter Yud because they thought, and with, with good reason, with good intention, that they'll hold back from donating, give the opportunity to the rest of the Bnei Yisrael and yet, what happened in the end? The Bnei Yisrael donated more than enough, and there was barely anything left for the Nasim to donate. They had to donate the Avne Sham and the Avnei Miluim. But what was the point? The point was that even though perhaps it was, it was well-intended that the Bnei Yisrael should be able to donate, however, the Nisim, because they stayed back and waited, they didn't get their chelik, their ability to donate, because they thought maybe... They'll, they would be the supporters. If they saw this job as a job that needed supporting, that's what they were there for. But that wasn't what their role was. When it comes to the Torah, when it comes to building a place for Hashem, you have to buy in. You have to want in. It's something that you have to jump at because it doesn't need you. You need it. And this is why, in fact, we say, regarding the Torah, Eitz Chaim hi Lama Right, it's a tree of life, but only for those who grasp it. If you are not firmly grasping onto the Torah, if you decide to remove the poles from the Aaron Kodesh and you disconnect your own connection to the Torah, that's on you. You think the Torah is not going to survive without your support? Yes, we have a principle, Ein Kamach, Ein Torah. That without Kamach, there's no Torah. And that represents our heshtalist. There's a heshtalist that we have to do. But the Torah will always survive. The Torah will never be removed from the mouths of the Bnei Yisrael. This we are assured. And the question is if we want our chilek to be in it or not. And this is exactly what Mordechai tells Esther so surprisingly, so astonishingly. Yes, as once again alarming as it is at the most important moments of Megillus Esther when Mordechai is telling Esther that she absolutely has to, she must go into Ahasuerus even unsummoned he convinces her, not by saying how desperate the moment was for Klal Yisrael, for the sake of carrying on the legacy of the entire Torah. Says Mordechai, no. He says, if you're silent now, there will be Revach It will come Mimakam acher. I'm not worried about whether or not there's going to be a Yeshua, whether or not there's going to be a salvation. Of course there's going to be a salvation. You think the B'nai Yisrael are going to be wiped out? Absolutely not. Says Mordechai to Esther, if you don't act at this moment where you have the opportunity to support Kalal Yisrael, so to speak, where you have the opportunity to do your Heshtadlis for the sake of the nation of Hashem, the nation that fulfills Hashem's Torah, if you don't act now, then you will be losing out. If you don't buy in and you choose to sell out, that's completely on you. Your legacy, says Mordechai to Esther, will be lost and the legacy of your entire father's household comes down to that. the Torah is ours for the taking. Mur Yaakov. it's not something, it's not an inheritance, it's a heritage. We have to grasp it ourselves. But once again, it's time if in fact we are firmly grasping if called Ishashebo, if our hearts are so motivated, if we want and if we know that we truly need the Torah and we make the Torah our prerogative, then we will be supported by it. The Torah supports its carriers. No, the Torah does not need us. But in fact, for ourselves, the Torah is something that we need. We need the Torah.